The following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. I was speaking to someone this week and he was saying, God has really impressed Ephesians 2.14 upon my heart. And it's become the text for this morning's message, Ephesians 2.14. And uh, this is what it says. It says, for he himself is our peace. How many of you know that Jesus is our peace? Jesus is our peace, who has both who has made both one. The context of this is the separation between the Jew and the Gentile and how there was this huge separation right from the beginning of time. And Paul is saying how Jesus has made us one. There's, no, there's neither Jew nor Gentile anymore. We are one people under God. And then this is what I want you to focus on. Who has broken down the middle wall of separation. Jesus came to break down the wall of separation. Jesus came to tear down walls and build bridges. I want to talk to you this morning about tearing down walls and building bridges. How many of you love the fact that we live on the North Shore of Sydney? How many of you love the fact that um, one of the icons of Sydney is actually a bridge, the Harbour Bridge. And uh, the Harbour Bridge was opened in 1932. It is officially 82 years old. And uh, the world record that the Harbour Bridge has is not the longest, it's not the widest, but it has a world record. Are you ready for this? It's the tallest Steel single span bridge in the world. There we go. We have to find some record. And uh, it's 140, I think it's 140 meters from the top of the arch to the bottom of the water, unless it's a really, really hot day. And on really, really hot days, the bridge grows 18 centimeters. You weren't aware of that, were you? 18 centimeters taller on a hot How many of you grow? taller on a hot day. <laughs> I know some of you get shorter on a hot day, shorter tempered anyway. But anyway, uh, but the, the, the beautiful thing about bridges is that bridges connect. And what it, you know, and for us on the North Shore to have that bridge to connect us to the city is a fantastic thing. It really is a fantastic thing. And bridges connect. But how many of you know that walls do exactly the opposite? Walls separate. Walls divide. And uh, the big question that we always need to ask ourselves is this. Are we building walls or are we building bridges? Are we building walls or are we building bridges? In the relationships that you have, are you building walls or are you building bridges? Because every action that you take either builds a wall or builds a bridge. And sometimes what you've got to do is realize that you've built a wall and start tearing it down before you can build a bridge. And the beautiful thing about the scripture is that God removed the wall 
in order to build a bridge. The wall has been removed. And, and you know, when you read the, the Old Testament, this is what you find, that there's a lot of walls built in the Old Testament. My goodness, there's a lot of walls built. Matter of fact, even when they built the temple, they built it with walls. And uh, there, were, th- there were walls that separated the different places that people would go. And so there was an outer court and uh, there was an inner court and the Gentiles could only go to the outer court. They couldn't go to the inner court because there was a wall separating. And they could go, to, so only the Jews could go to the inner court, only the Gentiles couldn't. They're only outer court. And then you had the holy place where the Jews couldn't go in, but the priests could go in. So there was a wall separating where the normal people could go and where only the priests could go. And then there was another wall that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. There was this big curtain that separated so that only the high priest could go into that room and he could only go in once a year and he could only go in with the blood of the sacrifice to sprinkle on the mercy seat and it's the blood of the sacrifice sprinkled on the, on the altar seat on the day of atonement that brought forgiveness of sins. But let me tell you what happened on the day that Jesus died. It's recorded in Matthew 27, verse 51. And you've got to understand that, that in the days of Jesus, the temple that was built was Herod's temple. It took over 40 years to build it. And it was probably the most amazing piece of architecture in all of Jerusalem. But when Jesus died, something catastrophic happened in that temple for all the priests because they had an incredibly thick curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. And that holy of holies, as I was saying, was the place that the high priest could only enter once a year with the blood of the sacrifice. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 27, verse 51, that when Jesus died, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And what happened right there on that very day, a wall was torn down. That wall that separated God from people, that wall that separated was torn down. Because why? Because a bridge was built. And Jesus was the bridge. And when Jesus arrived, his arms were outstretched. And his arms were saying, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He opened up his arms and built a bridge. Can I tell you something that's so important? That God right now has opened up a season of bridge building. He's reaching out to people. And I just love When you come into the New Testament, just this whole spirit changes. And it's not a spirit of judgment, of finger pointing, but it's a spirit of reaching out the hand. Because I want to tell you something. As soon as you start pointing the finger, you build a wall. As soon as you start reaching your hand, you build a bridge. And you say, "But, but, but, but where does sin come into this? Hey, the bridge is all about covering of sin. But you know what? You can never help anyone with a spirit of judgment. You can only help people with a spirit of love. And, uh, and uh, you, know, you know, when you read the Old Testament, it makes you sin conscious. When you read the New Testament, it makes you forgiveness conscious. 
And the beautiful thing about being forgiveness conscious is that it reveals sin so we can receive forgiveness. But it's done in a whole different spirit. And so what you have is that the scribes and Pharisees were all wall builders. They're all finger pointers. They're all judgmental. And the whole message was judgment, judgment, judgment. When Jesus comes in, his message wasn't a message of judgment. It was a message of forgiveness. It was a message of deliverance. It was a message of God's love. When you read in John chapter 3, verse 17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. So it wasn't a message of condemnation and judgment. It was a message of salvation. It wasn't a message of wall building. It was a message of bridge building. I want you to get hold of this because it's so important that in life you can either be building walls or building bridges. In any of your relationships, you're either building walls or building bridges. Every time you open your mouth, you're either building a wall or building a bridge. Every time that I get up here to preach, I'm either building a wall or building a bridge. Whenever I meet with my wife, I'm either building a wall or building a bridge. Whenever I meet with friends, I'm either building walls or building bridges. Every time you do something, you're either building a wall or building a bridge. Every time you speak to your children, you're either building a wall or building a bridge. What are you building? You need to stop and reflect on that. What am I building? What are my actions building? A wall or a bridge? And, and I'm telling you, if you can ask that question, it will help you navigate through life, especially, especially if you are a Christian with strong Christian principles. Because, I mean, Anne and I were brought up with strong Christian principles. But one of the things that happens is that with strong Christian principles, you've got to be so careful that you don't adopt a spirit of judgment upon your life. Because it's so easy when you've got strong Christian principles to judge people that don't, or to judge people that don't agree with you, or to judge people. But, but let me tell you, you can't help anybody if they feel judgment and condemnation from you. Now, you don't have to agree with everything everybody does, and I certainly don't agree. I, you know, I'm pretty clear about what the Bible calls sin and what the Bible calls righteousness. I'm pretty clear about that. But I never want to put a sign on this door that says sinners are not allowed until they get themselves sorted. I want to put a sign on this door saying, whosoever will may come. Why is that? Because you can't help somebody if they feel that you're judging them. Let me tell you a story about two brothers. Older brother, younger brother. They got on really, really, really well basically all of their lives. They had farms across a valley from each other and they were always helping each other. What ended up happening this particular day that got into an argument? Something petty, something small. And so one brother saw himself right, the other brother saw himself right, and there was no meeting in the middle. And so they just stopped talking to each other. And the less they spoke to each other, the angrier they got. So this particular day, the younger brother decides, I don't ever want to see my brother again. And so he went to the river levee with his bulldozer and he opened up the river levee 
And the water of the river flowed into the valley. And all of a sudden, he created a creek between his farm and his brother's farm. Boy, did this agitate the older brother something terrible. So the older brother is stewing about this. And all of a sudden, he hears, he hears a knock on the door and a carpenter turns up. And the carpenter says, listen, I'm looking for jobs. I'm looking for some work. Do you have any work for me to do on your farm? And he says, as a matter of fact, I do. See that timber over there? He says, I want you to go to the boundary of my farm where that creek is, and I want you to build a wall. I want a two-meter fence built so high that I never get to see that farm or my brother across the creek ever again. So the carpenter says, I think I know what you need, and I will fix it. So the older brother says, I'm going to town. And um, so there's the timber, there's the, all the tools, there's the nails. When I come back, if you've built what I've wanted, I'll pay you. So he goes into town, comes back at the end of the day. And when he comes back, his jaw drops to the ground. Because rather than building a big wall between the two farms, the carpenter built a bridge over the creek. And as the older brother comes to the edge of the creek, there's the younger brother crossing over with his hand outstretched saying, I just don't understand you. I did everything to offend you and you've ended up building a bridge across the river. They met together, embraced and dealt with all of their issues right there. They turn to the carpenter and they say, can you please stay? We've got so much more work for you to do. The carpenter turns and says, I'm sorry, I've got to go. I've got a lot more bridges to build. Someone's got to build a bridge. Whether you do it consciously or subconsciously, whether you do it advertently or inadvertently, Build a bridge because you will always be loved for bridge building, but you won't be loved for wall building. So here's the big question for us as a church. How do we build bridges into our community? We've been here, believe it or not, next year it will be 30 years. Next year we're celebrating our 30th anniversary. How exciting is that? April of next year. We've got a big celebration. We've got Pastor Sean Stanton and Linda and the children coming. We're celebrating 30 years of, uh, of, uh, of testimony here on the North Shore. And you know what? Over the last 30 years, most of the people that have come to our church have been brought by somebody. Over, we've done the stats and over 80% of people that come to our church have come because someone brought them. And I want you to keep bringing them. But you know what? I want to build bridges. I want to build more bridges. I want to build a stack of bridges. And one of the bridges that we've just built recently that has been an incredible blessing to our community is a bridge called Food Care. And uh, we've got Sue Davis here. Where's Sue? Sue, come on down. Let's give um, Sue Davis a great great big applause. Can you grab 
can you just give her a mic? Come on up, Sue, because um, food care for us is an incredible bridge that we've built into our community. And uh, when, did, when did we open up food care, Sue? Um, the 19th of June. 19th of June. And so what we've been doing, I think, since the 19th of June is, is running a preliminary program, but we're having our official opening when? October the 16th. October the 16th. And so um, who are some of the officials coming at the opening? Our federal member, Paul Fletcher, they're both coming. Yep. And, uh, and, and so it'll be our official opening to the community. And so tell us a little bit about Food Bank. What, what, what is it accomplishing? What's it doing? It's really providing um, a, a food shelter in that need in the Jackson area. And there's, there's an awful lot of families that, that are in financial need, and, and they are very hungry. So uh, we're getting families and individuals to come in and are able to, to get their food, food beggars and bread, and also very low-cost groceries. Have you got any pictures or anything yes, available to show us what, what, what it looks like? Yep. Let's, let's put that on. Let's have a look. This is a food care here at North Shore Christian Centre in the downstairs auditorium. Let's have a look. providing free fruit, veggies, and bread, plus groceries at low cost to those in crisis who are struggling to put food on the table. So that's some of our volunteers. Oz Harvest, Second Bite. These are some of our providers. Again, some of our volunteers stacking and putting the food out. There's some of the fridges that we bought for free milk, bread, shelves all stocked, bread ready, how good is that? So it's open Thursdays, 10 to 12. But we give, what, what's free in food care? So the, um, the bread, fruit and veggies are all free. So yeah. they can come and just get free bread, free milk. Yes. They, they do have to spend um, a minimum of $8 to cover... Okay, so, so, so they're also able to contribute, and that keeps the whole thing regenerating. And they get groceries for that. So, so I mean, we're only still running the preliminary trial, and, and how many people have signed up already? So we've got 62 members so far, and hopefully by the end of the week, we can Awesome. So I got a, an email here just recently. Well, you got the email, and you yeah. sent it to me. Um, someone said... I met you during the worst two weeks of my life. I was long-term unemployed, no money, unable to pay my bills and my mortgage and unable to buy food. Your staff at Shawcare were very kind and understanding and I'm so thankful that your organisation was there at my time of need. I now have a long-term job and soon will be able to resume my mortgage repayments. This is just one of many testimonies. So that's, that's, that's awesome. So what else are the sort of um, types of people that are coming to this? Yeah, well, people um, who either have lost a job. We've, we've had um, someone recently who's bereaved, so there's no longer an income in our, our household. And um, people may be on disability, so they're not, not able to 
to um, have a full-time job and have a full-time income. Um, yeah, various different different needs that people go through in their journey. Fantastic. Now, Sue, how many people are helping you so far in our church? So we've got over 40 volunteers. That That's awesome. Hey, if you're here and you're one of our volunteers for Food Care, can you stand? I want to see you. Who are those people? Stand up. Stand up. Come on. Yeah, look at you guys. Wow. That's, that's awesome. In, and, um, and I mean, that's only the first service. Then we have the second service. That, so there'll be others there. But how many more do you need? We need lots more. Um, on, a, on an average Wednesday and Thursday, we're getting between five and uh, 15 people. Um, that come at various different times. But we really, if we're really going to increase our numbers, uh, we really do need quite a few. So what we're saying here, here's an opportunity for you to build a bridge to our community. And so we're needing more bridge builders is what we're saying here. And so if you've got, how much time would they actually need to give you? Um, I guess minimum half uh, an hour to three, four, five hours, whatever, whatever you can sell on a Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, so some people can do it every week. Other people might be able to do it once a fortnight or once a month. But whatever they're able to give, you'll yeah. take, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, and so you've got a table set up for people to sign up. Where yes. Where is it? It's just out the back. Just out into yeah. the foyer. And uh, you'll have some of your team there. Sue, you're doing a phenomenal job. Let's give Sue Davis a great big applause. Well done, Sue. God bless you. So we're looking for more bridge builders. And so we're not asking for money. We're asking for your help to build a bridge to our community. And you know what? Sometimes people build bridges and nobody walks over them. But we've already seen over 60 people walk over this bridge. And I was actually stopped last Saturday at the Spring Fair by someone thanking me as the senior pastor profusely over Shawcare, over, over Food Bank. But you know what else they said? They said that the food was one thing, but the coffee and time with people afterwards was one of the highlights of the week as well. Because what we've got with some of our bridge builders is some are helping sort out the food. Others are just, they just make tea and coffee and, and a cake or something and sit down and talk with people. And, and some of the people that come see that as one of the highlights of their week, that someone can actually sit and talk with them about their life. So, friends, this is an incredible opportunity for you to get involved. So sign up, get involved. Even if you can give us an hour once a month, whatever. It's, it's just getting involved in building a bridge. Dan, if you can come up. I'm, I just want to finish off this message by saying this, that um, God built an incredible bridge towards us. And he built the bridge with two pieces of timber and three nails. And that bridge is the most important bridge that's ever been built. Built from two pieces of timber and three nails. And when Jesus hung upon that cross, he built the bridge between God and humanity. When he hung upon that cross, he was not condemning humanity. He was forgiving sin and opening up to humanity this incredible pathway of eternal life through his death upon the cross. The amazing thing is this, that the symbol of the cross 
is not a finger of condemnation, but the symbol of the cross is outstretched arms. And if there's not a symbol that evokes love, then I don't know what it is. Because as he hung there with his arms open, he was saying to everybody, just come the way you are. Come the way you are. And there are so many people that kind of feel, before I come to Jesus, I've got to get this sorted and I've got to get that sorted and I've got to deal with this and I've got to deal with that. Let me tell you, the message of the cross is come the way you are. Come the way you are and God will sort out the rest. It's a journey. You don't have to be perfect on the first day. He creates perfection within you in the sight of God the Father. The gift that he gives you at the cross is the righteousness of God in Christ. But that's a gift of grace that he gives you. So positionally, you become totally righteous. But then you just got to work out the walk. And to walk, work out the walk is something that will help you do and help you model what true Christianity is. And hopefully at North Shore Christian Center, you find genuine love, genuine acceptance, genuine model. Now, we're all people that are still working at our salvation with fear and trembling. You won't find perfect people here because we're all trying to work it out. But hopefully you'll find grace, you'll find forgiveness. You'll find people that if they do build a wall, they're willing to tear it down and build a bridge so that we can do this journey incredibly well, with incredible grace, with incredible love, with incredible acceptance. So do the journey with us because we're going somewhere. We're going into eternity. We want to bring as many people as possible with us on this journey of eternity. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Center Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 